What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Today we're talking about sleepers. I'm through about 110 drafts so far this summer, and so I figured it would be fun to take a look at my exposures and talk about the running backs that I've drafted the most in the later rounds. So these are players I have actually been drafting, not just a list of names that I think you should draft. I've actually spent money drafting these players. So first up on my list, my most rostered late round running back is Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, I 1000% agree with the crowd that says, oh my goodness, this is risky. But uh, many of you know by now my play style, my play style, especially in the later rounds is go big or go home. And it really just isn't the end of the world if you look back at the end of the year and your 15th round pick busts. It matters a lot if a pick in the first, you know, five or six rounds happens to bust. But in round 15, you know, shoot for upside. And if you miss, so be it. And say what you want about Zeke, but he objectively has upside this season. Zeke just turned 28 years old the day before this video goes live. So happy birthday, Ezekiel Elliott. And while 28 is like starting to enter the range for running backs where they're getting a little bit older, we're a little bit more concerned about their production, it's not quite there yet. Derrick Henry is turning 30 years old in January. People don't seem to have a problem with his age. Austin Eckler turned 30 in May. No one has a problem with him. Nick Chubb turns 30 in December. Aaron Jones turns 29 in December. Alvin Kamara turns 28 on Tuesday. Uh, Jamal Williams has already turned 28. I mean, the list goes on and on. There are plenty of running backs that no one has a problem with their age with that are the exact same age or older than Ezekiel Elliott. So no, he's not too old. Uh, everyone else that you know hates on this take is going to point to the efficiency. And I will admit it, it did not look good last season for Ezekiel Elliott, but he was playing through an MCL sprain, which is obviously when you have that sort of knee injury, it's going to impact your efficiency. He's still a really good player. I think put into an okay situation, he's going to produce well, not only for that team, but in fantasy for us. Um, but overall, here's how I see things. Zeke has played seven years in the NFL, and he has never once had less than 968 all-purpose yards. In fact, he's had at least 1,200 yards in every single year but last year when he had the 968. Thanks to always being available. Yeah, he had the knee injury last season, but he has consistently stayed very healthy, and when he's been injured, he's been able to play with that injury. And we've also got, you know, a number of teams right now that are looking for a number two running back to rotate into not a significant snap share, but significant enough to where if he landed on a number of different teams, he'd be definitely worth way earlier than a 15th round pick. And there are a few teams where running backs are threatening to hold out. Running back's also a very dangerous position. It's the most injured position, and those injuries last the longest of any position in the league. And so you know there are going to be a few injuries this season. And I promise you, if a stud running back goes down, if a stud running back holds out, Zeke is going to be at the top of the list for every single team to call. And so he's really just like a, a cheat code handcuff, kind of. Like, it's like basically... He's a handcuff to a bunch of different running backs throughout the league. And 
since it's basically only handcuffs going in this range anyways, why would you not want the one who's a handcuff to like 10 or 15 different running backs? And then worst case, if that doesn't happen, is probably going to sign somewhere and still outperform this ADP. So I will take that in the 15th round every single day. My second highest roster late run running back is Ty J Spears. Uh, he goes like five picks before Zeke. Honestly, when I have like a turn pick that's ending up in that range, a lot of times I wait for running back or at least wait for like my fourth and fifth or maybe my fifth and sixth running back. And I just double dip. I take Spears. I take Zeke because the odds are one of them is going to be productive this season. Uh, now, I was a little bit disappointed when Spears was taken by the Titans since I really think Spears is a very high-end prospect. He's not a lot to go off. He's not a lot to have a great career. He's got that knee issue that may limit him long-term. Won't be an impact right now, but long-term, could have a shorter career. But overall, I was really hoping he would land on a team where he at least had an opportunity to compete for that number one job because I think he can be really productive if he gets it. Uh, but obviously, he's not competing with Derrick Henry. Like Derrick Henry's still awesome. Derrick Henry's going to be the running back one for the Titans. He's going to be great. Uh, Spears is not overtaking that workload. But that being said, I do know that the Titans would prefer not to give uh, a near 30-year-old Derrick Henry another 350 carries this season, especially if they think, which they do, they think they can make the playoffs. This is still a good team. It's got good players. It's a very well-coached team. They're a threat to make the playoffs. Absolutely. And if they think that's going to happen, they don't want to give Derrick Henry a billion touches. That's why they drafted Ty J Spears, because they agree. They think he's very talented, and they think he can mix in more than like Hassan Haskins, uh, Dontrell Hilliard, Julius Chestnut were last season. And if you take all their production, and you take a little bit more away from Henry, because again, they just like didn't trust those running backs. They couldn't give them a workload. They had to overload Henry. They really do like Tajay Spears. They think he can get more of a workload than all those players were getting and then eat some into what Henry was getting because, again, they want to keep Derrick Henry fresh if they think they're going to make the playoffs. And so I think Spears is going to be their clear-cut running back, too. Um, I'm expecting him to mix in for a very real workload each week. He won't be someone that you're, like, starting as a running back, too. That's not going to happen, right? But it's not happening for anyone in round 15. But I think he'll have some sort of role where he's getting some level of production where it's, like, you know, worst-case scenario, you could use him, and then he would operate as one of the highest up upside handcuffs in fantasy. Like, if Derrick Henry went down, I actually don't know if the Titans would be a team Maybe if it was like long-term, maybe if Derrick Henry got hurt in like week three, was up for the whole season, and then they'd bring someone in. But if Derrick Henry is going to miss a month with an injury, I don't know that they would sign someone. I really think they would trust Spears as their feature back, and that would be awesome this late in drafts. My third highest roster late running back is actually Tank Bigsby, but I already talked about him in depth last week. And so if you want a, uh, an in-depth take on Tank Bigsby, watch that video. That was the must-draft players. Uh, we'll move on. After that, so after Tank Bigsby, my next highest rostered is Jerome Ford, and I actually want to have like an open discussion about Ford because I was much more convinced on him earlier in the summer, and I kind of want everyone to take here. So to begin the off season, I drafted a ton of him when he was going in like round 17, 18. I was like, okay, he can be you know the the running back two on this team, and that could be valuable, right? Now he won't be as valuable as. Kareem Hunt was, um, at least on like a week-to-week -week basis, because I think the the range of touches for Kareem Hunt will be a little bit wider than they were for Ford. I think Ford is getting a little bit fewer touches. Um, 
But now he's going in the 14th round, which is still fine. But like, you know, what you need to provide me is sort of like upside and consistently in round 14 is different from round 17 or 18. And so recently I see this new ADP and I'm pumping the brakes just a little bit. And I was curious what you all thought. Uh, it does seem like they're prepping forward to be that number two if Chubb does stay healthy. Um, and then again, using him in kind of like a Kareem Hunt light role, like the exact same role, but maybe not nine to 12 touches a week, maybe more like six to eight touches a week. Um, and that would likely return value in round 14. You probably won't be disappointed in the production. But I don't know, like part of me is worried that let's just say Nick Chubb gets hurt in week five, misses the rest of the season. I I feel like, and even if it's only for like a month or two, I feel like they're more likely than say the Titans with Tyje Spears. I think the Browns are more likely to go out and sign someone like, let's say Zeke is still available at that time. I think they're more likely to go out and sign a free agent to trade for someone than they are to feature Jerome Ford in a way that they would have with Kareem Hunt. Maybe I'm wrong there. Um, so I just I just feel like Ford is he's a safe pick, but maybe one that doesn't have featured upside in his range of outcomes. Uh, and so since I already have so much of him around like 17 or 18, why take a ton more of him in round 14 and potentially could climb into round 13 if you know camps open up and he's a clear two? So let me know what your thoughts on there. Um, do we think I'm right and he gets you know six to eight touches per week, but he's not the number one if Chubb goes down, or you know, do you guys have more faith? in the role and I should keep drafting him in round 14. Let me know what you think. My next highest rostered running back uh, is someone that I am confident in though, and that is Jalen Warren. I mean, guys, I, I am telling you like people are under projecting how much the Steelers want to run the football this season. They know they have two great running backs. And I think we all know that Kenny Pickett is fine, but he's certainly not an above average NFL quarterback. Uh, he's going to have some good games because like they have a ton of great weapons around him, but they're not going to overload him with touches and they aren't going to ask him to do too much. If they had a better quarterback with these weapons, certainly lean towards the passing game, but they don't. And I truly believe they're going to run the ball a lot with these two backs. And given how good Warren was in his rookie season and how inefficient Najee's been over his first two years, I really think that Warren will have a consistent role on offense every single week and would be a featured running back if Najee were to go down with an elite role in the passing game. Because remember, Warren was great last season. Like He averaged 4.9 yards per carry, 7.6 yards per reception. Uh, that was on the exact same offense that Najee Harris was averaging 3.8 yards per carry, 5.6 yards per reception. And also, everyone seems to think that it was like, oh, it was only the injury. Like, Najee was great down the stretch. He was great down the stretch because they were winning games and he was scoring touchdowns. But in terms of being efficient, he was still inefficient at the end of the season. And I think people think he was like being featured because the touches went up. The touches went up because they were winning games. That's just what happens with running backs. But even over the last month of the year, it was like a 65-35% split for these two running backs, and Warren was actually getting over 12 touches per game. And even in those supposedly healthy games for Najee, he was playing better, he was still held under 3.9 yards per carry on the same offense at the same time that Warren was averaging nearly 5 yards per carry. So I really think Warren's going to mix in regularly this season, and again, featured upside if Najee ever gets injured. After Warren, uh, next highest rostered running back in the later rounds is 
Leonard Fournette. And to be honest, it's a very similar take as it is Zeke, except he goes like 20 picks even further in drafts. He's around pick 200. Not entirely sure why he's around pick 200. Uh, and that's coming from someone who has been notoriously out on Leonard Fournette throughout his career. I have thought for years that he is very, very overrated. I do not want my Patriots to sign him. Maybe that's happened, honestly. He, so he has a... um. He's working out basically for the Patriots. I think Darrell Henderson is as well. Maybe when this video goes live, he is signed there. He's signed somewhere else. But my point is, he is also just 28 years old. Uh, he's had about 250 touches per year over the last two years. He's gained 1,266 yards in 2021, 1,200 yards in 2022. You have to think that one team, a team in the league, is going to be interested in signing that. Or at the very least, maybe again, a running back holds out. Maybe a running back gets injured. You know, maybe a team wants to sign Leonard Fournette for cheap. You are at this point in round like 17 or 18. You do not need production in week one. It would be okay for Ezekiel Elliott, for Leonard Fournette, if they have not signed with a team and they're like waiting for an injury, waiting for someone to underperform, waiting for a good situation to sign with, that's okay. You're not starting these running backs in week one. But we're also in late July. I mean, there is a world where multiple running backs hold out this season. There is a world where multiple running backs suffer major injuries in August. And as soon as either of those two things happen, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, those are the two running backs people have been calling. Again, I think Zeke will be the first call. I think he's the better running back at this point. But both will be productive in fantasy when they get the opportunity. And look who is going around Leonard Fournette. It's Chase Brown, who I actually do rotate kind of the Fournette pick. I kind of try and get equal-ish amounts of them. I think Chase Brown is actually next. So totally fine taking Chase Brown. Fine option. Of course, Mixon did sign already, but Brown will mix in a little bit. Um, but he's just fine, right? Who knows what he's going to do this year. Ty Chandler has six career touches. No idea how good he is. Kareem Hunt, an option, but I don't think Kareem Hunt really has the same level of upside as Zeke and Fournette. Uh, Zamir White. Let's be honest, Zamir White probably has the exact same percent chance of being a featured running back on the Raiders as Zeke and Fournette do. Like, Zamir White uh, was not good last season. I thought he was going to be good in this season. I really did. Uh, but he was not good last season. He has not gotten very good reports this offseason. I mean, if Jacobs holds out, I think Fournette and Zeke have a better chance of being featured than Zamir White does. Uh, Cordero Patterson is now 32 and a half years old at running back and he's got Bijan ahead of him so they could use him as kind of like a just like a skill weapon um using him in the receiving game uh, mixing in on the ground but like he's not going to do that much this season Clyde probably gonna be a bust this year uh Pierre Strong I mean look they're they're trying to sign like Leonard Fournette right now like, they don't really trust Strong he's been kind of up and down he's not gonna ever have a sizable workload this season Michael Carter probably the third string running back on the Jets but at best a backup uh and I mean, he's not even really that good. Malik Davis, Joshua Kelly, Eric Gray, Dwayne McBride. I mean, is this a list of names that's like inspiring you to really need to go out and draft them? Why not? Instead of those running backs, just draft Leonard Fournette. He's been productive in the past. Maybe he does nothing, but also Eric Gray is probably going to do nothing this season. So in my eyes, when you're this late and you want a running back, just take a chance on these free agent running backs. Uh, we've seen them produce in the past. We know teams are going to be interested in some point, and they have a lot of upside if we see a few injuries or holdouts this year. So those are my highest roster late round running backs so far this summer, and they can be for you too as well if you use my rankings, which you can get now for free.
All you got to do is sign up for your first underdog account today using promo code FFA and make a minimum $10 deposit. That is it. Once you do that, they will double your deposit up to $100. So you deposit $75, they'll turn it into $150. And then you'll get my underdog rankings for free, my underdog strategy articles for free, underdog strategy app for free. Also, Underdog is available in far more states than many of you realize. I get comments all the time that are like, well, you know, like most states don't have this. No, most states do have this. And I'm not kidding when I say it's so fun to draft all summer long. Just join a bunch of slow drafts, make your picks whenever you want. I know many of you, and myself included, don't have enough time to sit down and do a bunch of fast drafts, but you probably have time to pull out your phone when you're doing nothing for a few minutes and make a few picks. Super fun. Be able to do that all summer. Plus, I'll be flying to a state soon where you cannot draft from, and so I'm just going to join a bunch of slow drafts before I leave since once you enter the draft, you're good to go. You can draft from wherever you want. So that is definitely an option for the very small percentage of you that do live in a state you can't join a draft from. Anyways, I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Mock Draft Monday. Uh, no live stream on Tuesday, since as alluded to, I'll be traveling. Uh, so in the next video will be Wednesday. That'll be the quarterback rankings video. And then Thursday will be another player breakdown video. Then my friends, is the end of this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.